John, we're going to talk NFL, but the college football playoffs, they've been pretty good, and they may be worth a little more than you thought. Totally. If all the semifinals were as good as this year's, they would be totally worth more. Oh, boy. And we're back. The Marshan Oran Sports Media Podcast. I'm Andrew Marshan, sports media columnist for the New York Post. He's John Oran, the media reporter for the Sports Business Journal. And John, good to be with you again uh, as we go. Let's just get right into it. Who's up and who's down? Who's up? Who's down? Well, my who's up goes to uh, Scott Van Pelt from his performance on Monday night, I felt like ESPN really struggled in the immediate aftermath of the DeMar Hamlin injury. I mean, on-air commentators, they looked like they were in shock. The channel broke for commercial many, many times. But finally, around 10-10, Scott Van Pelt came on and he proved to be the perfect host for the moment. I mean, you think about sports-based analysts who historically have handled these types of stories on the fly. And your mind goes to people like Jim McKay or Bob Costas, Brian Gumbel, Bob Lee. But I, I think on Monday night, Van Pelt showed that he should be on that list, too. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. It's going to be the first topic. Um, but I'm going to do my who's up. Sean McDonough, who was on one of the semifinals, TCU's uh, big win over Michigan uh, to get to the championship. And McDonough just proved he's ESPN's best college football play-by-player. Um, he is just up to the moment. He hits the big moments. Uh, we have our calls of the week later. Uh, and, um, the thing about McDonough, and this is, I think true. And this is where ESPN kind of gets in trouble. Um, when they have more studio guys like a Fowler who's been doing play by play for a while, uh, as compared to McDonough, they're just not as in rhythm with the game. McDonough has that, uh, he didn't do great on Monday night football. Um, but you know, most, play-by-players are better on college because you have upsets, because you're introducing players. The NFL is a little bit of a different rhythm uh, in terms of how you call a game. And so uh, I thought McDonough really shined uh, during the semifinals of the national championships. All right, let's go to who's down, Andrew. I'll take the first one. I'm going to give it to Andy Jassy of Amazon. And it's because about a year ago, when Amazon raised the price for its Amazon Prime by $20 a year, it claimed that one of the reasons for th that nearly 20% increase was because of the price it was paying for Thursday night football. I mean, I was already a prime member. I didn't ask for them to get the Thursday night football. Well, fast forward to the Christmas holidays, Amazon floated a story to the information that it is looking into a standalone sports app that'll make me pay even more if I want to watch sports on Amazon. And I bet you that the cost of prime isn't going to go down either. If Amazon moves forward with this app and the information says it could still decide to shelve it, it seems certain that it will cost even more to watch sports on Amazon, which makes me say, bring back the cable bundle, Andrew. All right, listen, we got to talk about Amazon. I have some thoughts on what you just said, some information as well about what you just said, but let's put that in the topics. Um, we'll get to that in a bit um, because Amazon just finished up their first season of Thursday Night Football, so we should uh, put a bow on that. My who's down goes to the NFL. Uh, look, we did a year preview last week, so this happened in that time where we kind of had a little break here. Uh, the NFL kept promoting the Franco Harris ceremony. It's going to be on NFL Network. We're going to show, you know, in every game you watch, the 50th anniversary of Franco Harris's uh, immaculate reception. 
then tragically Harris died uh, a couple of days before the ceremony. And this is what the NFL did uh, during the ceremony. Uh, let me just pick it up here with the clip. Please turn your attention to the video board as we celebrate Franco Harris. John, they went to commercial. Instead of showing the video tribute, they made such a big deal about everything. And that, that's what people were tuning into. You got to show the whole ceremony. Now, that was a bad job. Another one, another who's down for the NFL, double who's down for them. Red zone, same problem this week. Uh, one game left. Raiders and 49ers go to overtime. A lot of us around the country did not have access. They said to go watch it on your local station. Problem is it wasn't on most of our local stations. I don't know. They have to figure that out going forward. Uh, you pay for red zone. I get it contractually. That one last game, they want you to go to either CBS or Fox. But if you can't get it in your local area, I mean, what am I paying for? Uh, you want to see the end of that Raiders San Francisco game. So NFL double who's down for the NFL this week. And that gets us into the first topic. It's uh, really the only topic that's uh, dominating news, not just uh, sports media news. And it's uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, again, we're taping this Andrew on Tuesday. It happened just on, on Monday night. So we don't know like how things have progressed as of yet, but, but we're a myopic, sports media podcast and let's talk about how the media covered it you uh, had a column that came out on tuesday where you talked to joe buck who was of course calling the game without troy aikman uh, t take me through what you found out from that conversation yeah joe buck was you know in shock like we all were um you know i thought his approach less is more is the right approach in that situation there was nothing really to say at that point, um, nobody wanted to see this man uh, being given CPR. And you know, ESPN wisely, of course, didn't show that. But Joe Buck and Troy Aikman knew what was going on and Lisa Salter's on the sideline. Um, so how do you go? They went to break a number of times. I know you said in the opening, you didn't think that was good. I, I, I think they're in a tough spot, right? Um, like what, what's the alternative? So that's my positive towards ESPN. I thought some of the reactions from some of our colleagues about how great the coverage was, was a little over the top. I thought Booger McFarlane did very well. Um, I thought Susie Colbert was fine and Schefter was fine, but I didn't think it was any, like, I don't know what the alternative was. They showed empathy towards someone who was possibly dying um which i don't really see what the other side of it would be like you know you could they could i guess they could have been insensitive they could have speculated um which they didn't do um which was good like like i said it was fine coverage there's nothing really wrong with it um i didn't think it was um something necessarily exceptional that said i don't know if you can get an a like i think they're in a difficult spot there's no information and so you're kind of saying the same thing over and over I thought they had Schefter on the air. Um, I would like Schefter to tell me what the process going behind the scenes, especially when the topic of if the game was going to get postponed um, or not was going on. I wanted to know what the uh, process was. And Don Van Nata, ESPN reporter, um, it was one of Pulitzer Prize. He tweeted out that it was up to Roger Goodell, citing a rule uh, in the NFL rule book. I would like that information during the coverage, but it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was, it was fine. Yeah, I felt like the, the, the bar right now for uh, ESPN is, is set really low. And I'd, I, I, I felt bad for 
uh, Susie Colver and Adam Schefter and, and Booker McFarland, because I thought that they were put in, in a situation that was very, very difficult. Uh, and, and there were times where, look, when they broke to commercial after the injury, of, uh, uh, of course, that makes sense. And then several times, Joe, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman threw it to commercial, and that made sense. But once you got it into the studio, and then you're throwing it to commercial because the three people on the set didn't quite know what to say. You've, you're forcing me then to go to CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, all of which were commercial free. And they weren't really speculating, but they were talking to doctors. They would bring on, uh, you know, people like Bob Costas and, 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 uh, and, and other commentators about that. I mean, ESPN built its name as like it's it's a a 24-hour news service that when news happens it's able to on a dime switch and turn it on and be able to you know cover it like a like a news event and i do, i don't feel like espn covered this initially like a news event until as i said for the who's up van pelt came in and he started uh you know the, the, by that point espn had um a couple of uh, reporters down at the hospital. I think it was uh, Coley Harvey uh, was down there. Ben Baby was down there. He had Ryan Clark come on. And that interview uh, with Ryan Clark, I, I thought was was just spectacular. Every time they came on, it was just much watch uh, television. Uh, I felt when he had, uh, when Van Pelt had Lisa Salters on, uh, he asked certain questions that brought out more information than Lisa Salters got, uh, gave you know, uh, 15 to 30 minutes before when uh, when uh, Joe Buck uh, th threw it to her. So I was expecting a little bit more from ESPN a little bit sooner uh, th than it was. I think that when Scott Van Pelt came on, he righted the ship and and then it became uh, then, then it became must see TV. They went commercial free all the way through. I don't know how long it, it, it went commercial free, but uh, that I, I just I, I was a little bit surprised that it took him that long to to do it. Okay, so I was a little more positive on their coverage. And see, so here's the thing. It's easy when we're critics, right, to say, well, they should have done this. My thing to you would be, though, what should they have done, right? Because you don't want to speculate, right? Joe Buck did say, you know, they went to commercial break, I think, twice. And after the third one, I think they were discussing probably what they should do. Uh, you know, Joe Buck said that uh, Hamlin was receiving CPR, um, at that point, we all know it's dire. Um, and there's not much to say, but you still have to, you can't like leave coverage, right? Yeah, you could have had maybe some experts. I think the big thing they didn't really tell us was just in terms of some of the factual things about the information, which, you know, that's where you think Schefter would say that. In Schefter's defense, he's on the air. It's hard to report on the air. I mean, I don't, you know, he's texting usually on, you know, transactions. So like, this is more sensitive. So uh, they're hurt a little bit, you know, by having a little bit of a smaller group. You know, sometimes they have, um, you know, they're on site. Uh, and so Steve Young and RG3 is there. Um, and so I think they're hurt a little bit by that because I think you want Schefter or someone making calls and the league, um, you know, you would think we get the word to them. And the league, you know, that became an issue um, with uh, Troy Vincent saying they never said the five minute thing, which is really hard to believe, uh, quite honestly, because um, number one, uh, John Perry was the one who got the information from the leak. That's what Joe Buck told me. Uh, so I, how could he get that wrong? Now, there possibly could have been a miscommunication, but let's just say there wasn't. Um, and then secondly, you see Joe Burrow warming up. 
that's number two. And then thirdly, and to me, most importantly, if they had it wrong, the whole NFL is watching. Wouldn't you say something quicker and tell Joe Buck and Trey, no, 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 that's not true. They never said anything until they saw the reaction of people being like, how could they have even thought about that? And I, in the NFL's defense, I think it's easy for all of us. And I tweeted about it. You know, I thought they should postpone the game. Um, you know, you know, initially I thought, you know, unless you find out um, Hamlin's okay, then um, you have to postpone the game. Um, but, it, you know, if you, in, in, in light of like how things transpired, even at that point, like, you know, it has half an hour in, it's like, no, you can't play. Uh, but the NFL is dealing with the actual logistics of everything uh, and getting the crowd out of the stadium, trying to figure out what they're going to do with the players. Can they play tomorrow? Which I know sounds insensitive, but they have to think about these things, um, you know, logistically. So, uh, but, but ultimately I thought, you know, Buck, again, I don't like, we kind of give, I've given Joe Buck credit. Like I hate this. Like we give announcers credit uh, for not talking um it kind of seems a little illogical uh these big money announcers but i do think in those circumstances i think being joe buck and having that gravitas to be able to have silence i think if it was someone else who's less experienced i think that silence might sound might, might come across as like not knowing what to say instead of saying like the pictures are telling the story you see josh allen with his hands uh on his nose and tears in his eyes and you know this is a grave situation yeah, and, and my criticism is is not at all directed to individual people. It was clear that everybody in, in the immediate aftermath was in shock, and that that's sort sort of how it came off. My criticism is based on just comparing comparing ESPN to CNN's uh, coverage and to MSNBC. What did coverage. CNN? So I I didn't watch ESPN. I was stuck on ESPN. I didn't move from my couch for like an hour and a half. I mean, like everyone else, stunned um watching this and just hoping for the best tnn basically they 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 had an anchor uh i i didn't get her name uh they were they actually were showing clips of the hit and and the aftermath of the hit like uh, uh, many many times espn showed it one time and never which is the right call i showed it twice uh cnn showed it uh multiple times i haven't looked at the right decision uh, and and then they had um wait John John which is the right decision so you're liking the CNN I think it's insensitive you can't you know, show that over and over if social media wants if you want it you can find it easily on social media and you're gonna say well then I have to turn to social media if I were running a news organization and I'm and I'm handling a news event I think I would be showing I I I, I wouldn't be uh, glorifying it but I think that it's a legitimate uh, video to show I think I would. I, I, that I would in real time. You're not sure if the man's going to survive. We, you real know, time we're, on, this, we're not positive. Real real time on ESPN. I absolutely would have made that decision because there there it's a football telecast and 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 there's a the man long might have history. Died. I don't know, man. If I'm with a CNN, at some point I would expect that. It, actually, I, I would. I don't know the answer to this question. I mean, so look, could they have come back and shown it with a a disclaimer before? That's possible, but I will say it feels gratuitous to do that. That's my opinion. Like I, I get it. If you're CNN, you got to show it once or twice because you're you have a new audience. Um, CNN showed it. The CNN showed it much more than once or twice. I, yeah, CNN I mean, made it made it feel gratuitous in, in how they showed it. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done what they did. Uh, certainly not during the uh, sort of nine o'clock hour when when things were still they, they, there were still a lot of questions. So I, I just think that look, 
I, I think ESPN overall, I thought Booger McFarlane did a good job calling. Agreed. For, totally you know, agree. Yeah. Calling for, and, but like, I think we also, when these things happen, like some of the reaction to me, again, they did a fine job. It was, it was fine, but it wasn't like, wow, this was amazing coverage because there wasn't much to it, which less is more. Like, I'm not saying like, I don't want them speculating. I don't want them telling them. I don't want you to be gratuitous. I want you to be realize that this is a human being. Like this isn't a football player. It's a human being. Forget he's a football player. This is a human being. It just collapsed. I don't know if, if we need to see it over and over again. And I, they didn't speculate, which was good. I thought they could have had a little more information. That's where I think where you're correct. Like, again, was it terrible? No, but a little more information. What's the process here? What should they be doing? Who's making the decision? Is it ultimately Roger Goodell's decision? Does it, how's it work with the teams? Is it in the officials hands? And I think they did say some of that. They did say it's the league. I believe it's in their hands. Um, but uh, that's the stuff that I thought you got to stick to the facts and what you know. And I don't think like, again, it just, they got a little unlucky, I think, because of how the staffing was after New Year's. Um, you know, I, I don't really want Schefter's opinions. I want Schefter's information. You know, again, I'm not crushing him for that, but that's um, something and I prefer. And I, I will say this. I think that ESPN's coverage after 10 p.m., when 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 all of a sudden they, they had a legitimate host that was directing and asking the right questions, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was excellent. We'll move on. I want to defend the NFL people for a little bit because it's easier. Look, Van Pelt's excellent. We both like Van Pelt and he, and he did a very good job. Ryan Clark did an excellent job as well. However, it's easier when you have an hour to think about everything, to read what people are saying online, to get your thoughts together. Susan, again, they're professionals. This is the top. This is the major leagues. No, they get, they're getting graded as the major leagues, but Susie Colbert's coming on thinking she's doing a halftime show. And then I get probably it was about 10, 15 minutes after it happened. You're going on with no information. That's it's much hard. And I thought she did fine. It's much harder than Scott Van Pelt coming on an hour later. Look, I thought Susie uh, did, did, did uh, Susie Colbert did a good job. I think that what, what Scott Van Pelt brought out is his like he's done radio for decades and he's used to talking no, in excellent. a live environment. He's and he's used to, to asking the, the the right kind of questions or meandering to those questions and that kind of background and that kind of experience is what really show, uh, comes to the fore in in situations like that I think we agree largely but I just think that yeah we're disagreeing on the edges here it sounds like on the edges I also think you're not giving enough credence again I grade these people like it's the major leagues because it is it's ESPN it's Monday Night Football so they're graded like it's the major leagues and that's why I said it was fine not amazing it was fine See, so, but, so, I, but you, like you you stuck with ESPN as a viewer that was the, that that wanted information I mean like on a commercial break I want to see well, what information did you get from them Nothing, in fact, but but it felt like I was getting. They were citing ESPN's reports uh, on CNN, but it felt it just felt more immediate because they weren't breaking to commercial. It was and 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 they just were, you know, it, it, it's a sort of breaking news the way that TV networks do breaking news. Yeah, look, I, I would say the bigger maybe ESPN isn't as set up as they once were with ESPN News, etc. Um, that that was is, obvious. Yeah, yeah, that's where they weren't just able to just flip a switch like they did back in the day and be able to really kind of have all hands on deck. Cause it really was just the three, um, you know, Susie Colber, uh, Booger McFarlane, Adam Schefter, and then they'd go to Buck Aikman and, and Lisa Salters, um, you know, throughout as well. Um, but I don't know if there's that much to say. That's the only thing I, I think you're, you're like kind of giving credit for saying nothing to CNN Fox. 
I'm I'm giving credit for for not breaking for commercials uh, after they went to the set. Now again, this is like you know like 20 minutes afterwards, and you're you're coming back for five minutes and then breaking for commercials that included they had nothing to say. I mean, the thing is, they had nothing to say. All right, look, we said enough on this topic. Unless you want you want a lot of final thought or no, you're good. No, no, let's go to topic two. All right, topic two: Google NFL Sunday ticket. When this story broke. You know, from the morning on, we were both pursuing it, didn't get full confirmation. Um, want to give credit, Trip Mickle of New York Times, he's the one who first mentioned Google. To me, that's where the story's broken. When you're the one who mentions this first happening, right? Like that's where, like, who puts it across the finish line? A lot of times it's just, um, you know, sometimes it's legit and sometimes it's just somebody helping you out. But um, but they were the first to mention uh, Google and NFL Sunday ticket. So uh, John Oran, this is your expertise. What do you make of this deal? $2 billion per year, right? That's the number. Uh, what do you make about this? From our first podcast that we did, you know, probably like, what was that? 16 months ago. This has been topic one, Sunday ticket. Where's it going to go? Not topic we, one, but a topic. Maybe you're topic one. We finally have an answer. It's going to Google YouTube. They're paying upwards of two, uh, probably $2.3 billion, close to $2.5 billion a year. Uh, for the rights to this. And if you want winners and losers. I do. Win- I give it to me. Winners. The NFL. Yep. Got their money. Di- Direct TV. Direct TV. Amazon. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Disney, NFL got their money. Hold on a second. I got to break it down for the people. NFL got their money. Winner. Direct NFL TV got their money. Direct TV is a winner because why? Direct TV has been losing a boatload of money every year direct tv tried to get out of this deal like two years ago at 1.5 billion dollars and the nfl couldn't find anybody to get them out of the deal right, so they're winners because they got out all right yes. who's next next one uh, disney is next disney okay yes. why are they winning because they didn't get they didn't get this package andrew this is terrible uh, God, <laughs> yeah. I got really another I one google you guys are going loser amazon is a winner because amazon the, by the way, for the first time, and no. Amazon showed some fiscal restraint and 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 held back. I find this to be uh, one one of the most overhyped packages uh, that that that's out there. Uh, one, one of the complaints that Directv always had is, uh, you know, the NFL launched uh, NFL Red Zone. So, like, if you want a low cost um, um, Sunday ticket package, you know, just buy cable and get and get NFL Red Zone. They've started stripping away how many uh, European games we have. We now have international games that are not part of Sunday Ticket. Mm-hmm. We have NFL Saturday games late late uh, the, uh, in the season that are not part of Sunday Ticket. We have a full slate of Thursday night games that go to Amazon. That's not part of Sunday Ticket. Sunday Ticket is a great package for displaced Jaguars fans, Lions yeah, fans. There's no displaced Jaguars fans. Big enough I, that's my point. Exactly. I, I live in Washington, D.C. Yeah. I think I could have seen, I, 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 I didn't keep count, but I could have seen all but two Dallas Cowboys games. Like, why would like, so if I'm a Dallas well, I mean, Cowboys yeah. fan. Well, I'm a Steeler fan. You know, they're a popular teams. So the most popular teams you can see on exactly. national if they're TV good, anyway. I'm going to see them, right? Steelers have made a resurgence now. They got on Sunday Night Football. You know, next week, uh, you got red zone. I'll be able to watch enough. I got to pay attention to the Jets, Dolphins. I got to pay attention um, to um, Bill's Pats. Um, and so, 
So you are, Andrew, you are a Steelers fan living in New York. Have you ever subscribed to Sunday Ticket? Yes, I used to have it. When when did you give it up? When they wouldn't give it to me like for free, basically. I said, forget you. I'm taking this thing down. And that was it. Like I used to call every year. And I wasn't covering this. I was covering the Yankees. Um, I used to call every year. When I first got married, I told my wife, I need a, I need Sunday ticket. I need the NFL package. But I used to get it for like a hundred bucks. Like, if, you know, whatever. I get some deal where it's like totally discounted. And then one year they said no. And I said, all right, forget it. I'm out. I kept, I kept, you know, I, you do that thing. You look at, you know, you, you say you're going to cancel. And then they give it to you at the end. And I did it. I did it. And they just said, no. I said, all right, take this thing down. And then you have the stupid, then you have the stupid satellite on your house and you want to get rid of that. When you gave it up, did you miss it? No, you know, I gave it up also because it didn't make sense. Right kids running around uh not doing this job um Steelers on a lot miss it a lot um and it's expensive and I'm not paying 300 bucks for it that's the thing so if YouTube's gonna YouTube the way it's set up for people who don't know uh if you have YouTube you can get it through your YouTube TV uh but then they're also gonna have add-ons so you don't even need YouTube TV so basically it's not gonna add any people to YouTube TV correct that's still to be determined. It, I, I would think that it would, there's a it, discount, it would, I guess, right? Yeah, they, they they would be able to get into the the you know it's a whole Amazon and paper towels uh, discussion that we have. If you're watching stuff on YouTube TV, are you more inclined to then subscribe to YouTube TV? Um, but you know the uh, contracts with the NFL that Fox and CBS have mandate that this is a has a, keeps a premium price and that they don't take a, a ton of subscribers slash viewers away from those Sunday afternoon packages where they're both paying more than $2 billion a year for, for those packages. So will it so cost $300? It, it would pro- I would expect, YouTube, Google YouTube hasn't said yet, I would expect that it would be right in that neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, there's not, I agree, it's not a great pack. It seems like, all right, you could sell to more people than direct TV, so maybe there are more people. The problem is, is that you're gonna lose all the direct TV customers who in theory are older, Right, who've had Direct TV for a long time, had Sunday Ticket for a long time. Now, some of them might come over, but some of them, I think, there's a better chance that what do they say they have? 1.5 million or whatever. That's the real number is 1.5 million. Even though the NFL, I think, was saying two million, um, but the NFL would only tell you the truth on those. Um, the 1.5 million <laughs> is what it, I think it really is. And so, uh, how many of those people will come over to YouTube? Um, you know, even if they get half, you only had 750,000. Now you got to build up that, you know, or is there another 750,000 just to get to 1.5 million? Maybe, but I don't know if you're selling a million of these because you're right. You get a lot of the, if you, you get a lot of your team's games and it's expensive, not everyone's loaded. So there are a lot of fans that are really excited that it's now off of DirecTV at a place where they can now subscribe to it because it's it's going to be available, you know, via, via streaming. And I think the sticker shock when that comes out, is uh, th- there's going to be a whole new um, uh, 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 round of stories just about how expensive this is, and I- I'm I'm skeptical that they're going to be enough fans uh, that that are going to w- want to subscribe to this when they have Red Zone and when the most popular teams are on national TV all year long. And so Google, YouTube, John Oran, they are losers in your mind. I am surprised. When uh, when we heard that Apple pulled out, I'm surprised that the, that the, there was somebody in line that was paying more than $2 billion for this package, yes. Yeah, how about Apple? We'll, we'll get to them more, but they, that, now what happens for Apple and sports? MLS or bust? That's it? Or NBA, I, I guess. Well, NWSL, I, maybe N- the NBA. 
<laughs> but Apple, like Amazon, it has a global platform. And so, you know, there, there are lots of rights everywhere that they that they could try to. Uh, I got it. But are they real? We want them to be real players. That's what we're talking about here. This is about, you know, are you competing with ESPN and Fox and NBC and CBS, et cetera, Turner? Um, I don't know. Apple, we'll see how this MLS deal. Messi seems like he's not coming now. Maybe another year, at least for Messi. Uh, so I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that deal. I wanted Messi there. I, I like a little more when maybe Lionel Messi's coming with his World Cup title and greatest player of all time title. Uh, but without him, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have Are to get you, to that. Let's talk about Amazon a, though in the sports app. Yeah, because, you gave you gave a great teaser earlier. I'm dying to hear what you know about this the sports app. All right, the information reported that this could happen. So I've been told that they've talked about it, not definitely happening. The big question to me, like. All right, look, if they make a sports app, who cares, right? If it's not, if they're not charging you more, right? Like if they make a sports app, that makes a lot of sense to me because if you're going to bring in all these rights, you're starting some shows, then there's one place to get your sports. If you're not charging me extra, wait, why are you shaking your head? Who cares? Every single league cares. You're putting the, the, uh, the, 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 no, 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 I didn't say who cares. I'm saying, I'm saying if you're not charging me extra, then it's not really a big deal. So they're going to have another app that I could just get all my Amazon sports on. Why wouldn't that be a good thing? That's what they do. And it makes it so it, there's less um, clutter. If you're just looking, you love their new shows that, um, you know, that I wrote about. I can't really name <laughs> any of them at the moment. But um, How come we haven't done a review of any of those shows yet? I got to watch them. But I do think they get lost on Amazon Prime Video. And if you have just a sports app, you like one of them and then you kind of go from there. Look, I go back to the early days of, of cable. You're, 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 what they're uh, proposing is essentially a sports ghetto. And it's, it's a place where if you're a hardcore sports fan, you're going to go there and watch it. One of, the, one of the attractions, I think, of Prime is that you can get people that are casual sports fans. Or Why can't you not- still get those people? You have to download a separate app. I, I, yeah, but they're still going to put this stuff. Hold on a second. Again. This isn't done, even close to done from what I'm told. And so, but let's just say they do that. You don't think they're going to continue to have this the Thursday Night Football and Amazon Prime Video? Of course, they're, they'll still well, be available to the According to the information, they're trying to declutter Amazon Prime. So they're going to take it off of Prime and put it on the app. I would. Well, that would make no sense. If that's correct. And listen, if you're listening to Amazon, and I know you are, uh, yeah, don't do that. You got to keep the stuff By on the way, there. By the way, my information is based solely on that information. Report. All right. But here's the here's the thing. All right. This is the, here, here's my point. Okay. If they're charging extra for their sports now, then your who's down makes sense. But if they're not charging extra and they're just making another app that I have to go to, to get Thursday night football. And it's also on Amazon prime video, which I can't imagine it won't be. It's almost impossible for me to think that's even possible. All right. That's it's going to be on Amazon prime video. I'd be absolutely shocked. They like, we're going to make this dinky new app. And that's the only way you're going to get Thursday night football when you can't turn on an Amazon product any day of the week without Thursday night football being shoved in your face when I'm trying to buy some paper towels. I think it's so cute that, that you think they're going to launch a sports app and, and there's no path for the, the, them to actually start charging uh, consumers. No, no, no. I, hold on, no, no. I didn't say they won't charge. I'm saying until they do, I don't think it matters. Like it, until we know they're charging extra, if they're charging extra. You got me. Who's down? All right, okay. the, the, the key for me is already, if you're going to Amazon prime, you're already losing uh, an audience off of, off of broadcast TV. If they take it off of Amazon Prime, 
and put it on the sports app, that's a disaster. We both agree with that. Okay. If, it's, so, all right. if, so, if so it stays on Amazon Prime. Flimsy here. We're getting a little flimsy here on our criticism, though, because I can't imagine they're going to take their sports off of Amazon Prime Video. The story said that they needed to declutter Prime, though. That, that, well, that that's the whole stupid. point of it. If that, if that happens, all right, then who's down? They'll get my who's down. Trust me. They, you know what? Get my you know down. what? We're making the cardinal sin that we vowed never to do. Like we're, we're debating something that we actually don't know the. Uh, the well, we don't know if that's gonna happen. Well, you gave a who's down, so I mean, I, I wanted to. Uh, so I think that's a who's down, maybe. But if they charge, it's a who's down. You're gonna right, charge yeah. me extra already over my 140 bucks a year. And if it stays on, if it stays on Amazon Prime, I'll retract that who's down publicly. Retraction. We might need. Yeah, uh, retract. How about that? I'm retracting that it was ever offered. I retract your retraction. Chris Mason's already getting his little, uh, what he's going to use for a sounder there. Get him all ready. He's put his hands together. I'll find, it, I'll find another who's down for Amazon. Don't worry. You're going to get a retraction. All right. Let's see. All right. Last thing. College football playoffs. Then we get the call of the week. And then we call it a show. College football play. I think, look, there's some great advertisements. Uh, those are some great games. You told me that they, these games are always uncompetitive and that these new games are, are going to be terrible. Uh, we had two tremendous games. Now, it's been about 15, 16 years and the first time it's happened. But still, good time if you're going to negotiate. He's had some tremendous games. I still think the new games that they're uh, that they're talking about bringing out where all of a sudden they bring up Boise State to Tuscaloosa. I mean, that's going to be a blowout. I I, I, I don't... want Boise State to play Alabama because you always say that. I'm going to send this clip to them. They can play it. For Alabama, them. Boise State. That might be competitive, but 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 Boise State down to Tuscaloosa. That that, that that'll be tough. Uh, the 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 semifinals this year. That's everything ESPN wanted. I mean, yep. if all the semifinals were this competitive. I, they, they'd be uh, plenty happy with it. Um, I had I put out a tweet, a, a, Andrew, on uh, New Year's Day. My my wife is going through her you know New Year's uh, resolutions. She was like, "Let's cut the cord. Let's just get rid of cable." And I was I just looked at her. I was like, "This is after the whole month, I was stuck on ESPN watching bowl game after bowl game after bowl game. Like of all times to to, to, to talk about cutting the cord." This could be uh, possibly the the the, the worst times. So I, I think the bowl games and the way ESPN has them set up, where they're every single night uh, during the weekends, they're they're all through the day, and you got to get to ESPN to watch it is is pretty unique. Well, tell your wife that ESPN is going to direct to consumer by the end of. <laughs> next year at the latest maybe into this year we'll see what happens by the way mike soltis was lobbying for her to be my who's down based on that oh. uh, uh, recommendation so yeah i don't know if that'd be a good move for yeah that's not gonna happen her. that's yeah. not gonna happen <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a good <laughs> that would not be a good decision so yeah, that was a good job by you going with andy jassy instead all right uh calls of the week call of the week all right, Andrew, we talked about the uh, college football semifinals. We had some great plays ending both games of the semifinals. Let's go to TCU, Michigan, and your who's up, Sean McDonough. Trouble with the snap. It's picked up. Lateral to Edwards. He laterals it forward. And Loveland is tackled. And that will do it. An ugly last play for Michigan. All right, and then uh, we have, of course, as the ball was dropping, it's coming up on midnight, the end of the Georgia-Ohio State game. 
and Chris Fowler. For the win and a spot in the national championship game. It's on the way. No good. He hooked it. And Georgia is going to survive. At the stroke of midnight, the first few seconds of 2023, Ohio State falls one kick short. Andrew, I, I, I like those as our calls of the week. Less about the calls, which I thought were, were, were both fine, and more what an exciting night of college football that was for ESPN. Totally. I mean, I, the TCU game... You know, I saw TCU Michigan. And I was like, eh, I'm not really that into this. Right. And I do think college football, they still, I don't know how you figure it out, but there's a rhythm lost. Right. I get for the huge college football fan. Maybe it's not. I'm a college football fan, but not a huge college football fan with the Ithaca division three. So I don't have school. It's a little different for me. Um, but I feel like there's like lot lacking momentum when you finally get to these games, and even for the national championship coming up Monday, sort of just like, I don't know, it lacks the rhythm that the season has. Um, when you get to them, but then 14, nothing quickly. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, I'm into this game. All right. I'm not playing games. You know, told the family, not playing any, you know, board games or what we're going to do. Uh, I'm watching <laughs> these games now. Uh, sorry. Wait, what's a, what's a board game at the yeah, they like on uh, new year's you, you play some board games. Yeah. What's your board game of choice? Oh, my board game of choice is not playing them, but that's another story. <laughs> I don't really like it. I sometimes do it, but I don't really enjoy them. Uh, they, they like it. My wife loves, she has every board game donut, man. Uh, Anyway, but I'm not a big board game guy. You like what's yours? Uh, you know, we played um, uh, uh, dominoes over the uh, over the weekend. Mexican train dominoes, it's called. Wow. So, uh, how do Wait, you if I had to go all time, I'll go Monopoly. I mean, you know, when the Candyland's probably. I mean, that's about my speed. <laughs> Candyland. <laughs> all right, give us a review. Queen Frostine getting a, a shout out by uh, Andrew Marshand. Love that. All right, give us a review, please. Uh, you know, say something nice, stars, and follow us, and we appreciate it. As always, AC Wyatt, Chris Mason, Ross Nethery uh, are all uh, responsible for this pod every week. So um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.